announced the creation of a new information operations technical training school. So in our business of national security, where our job is to fly, fight, and win, we better be masters at this game of innovation. Air Force Basic Military Training has an updated curriculum with a new focus on readiness and lethality. This is the Developing Mach 21 Airmen Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome in to episode 3 of Developing Mach 21 Airmen. Thanks for the subscribe, stream, or download and listening in today. If you have a little extra time and want to throw us some stars or even a review, we certainly would appreciate that as well. I'll take five stars if you got them. My name is Dan Hawkins from the Air Education and Training Command Public Affairs Office and your host for this professional development podcast dedicated to bringing total force Big A Airmen insight, tips, tricks, and lessons learned from the recruiting, training, and education field. Great stuff here on Episode 3, the command historian for AETC, Mr. Gary Boyd, as well as Bill Manchester, the director of museums at JBSA Lackland and an AETC staff historian. They sit down with us to talk about a concept called the Airman Heritage Training Complex, which is a project aimed at creating a new state-of-the-art facility to highlight and learn from the sacrifices and achievements of our enlisted force to better acculturate airmen attending basic and initial skills training. Pretty exciting stuff, and interestingly enough, the beauty of this effort, which is a collaboration between the Air Force and public partners, is that it ties into each aspect of the AATC mission to include recruiting, training, educating, and developing the force. Location-wise, the team is working on a concept to put the new Airman Heritage Training Complex campus on Kelly Field in conjunction with Port San Antonio, and there's a couple of big reasons why. The first one is the fact that San Antonio is such a great central location and has a natural built-in audience as JBSA Lackland, the gateway to the Air Force, has hundreds of airmen graduating BMT each week and it brings in a lot of volume traffic when you think about the families and friends that come to be a part of that celebration as airmen enter the world's greatest air force and want to do things that are associated with the air force so obviously bringing that traffic to a facility such as the airmen heritage training complex would be a boon in terms of availability. The second is the opportunity to use second Air Force's next generation concepts and designs for active learning as an opportunity to potentially recruit the next generation of young people that we need to staff the Air Force. So here's Mr. Boyd and Mr. Manchester to talk all things about this new facility. Off we go with episode three of Developing Mach 21 Airmen. All right, so Gary, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, uh, I'm Gary Boyd, the director of AETC's History and Museums program. I uh, am in charge of about 170 plus static display aircraft, uh, 20 different wings and groups, the historians and historical property custodians, and I'm kind of the uh, heritage go-to person for the entire command. And how long have you been with AETC? I've been, I started in AETC in 1988, but I, I uh, came back in 2012 after a standard AFPC as our career field team manager for the history program. And 
Bill, you have pretty extensive experience in the history department as well. Well, um, I have a little bit of limited extension uh, history. I have been uh, a historian here uh, with AATC for two years. I'm currently the director of the Airman Heritage Training Complex, which consists of the two museums at Lackland, the air park and the warehouse, which stores a lot of our artifacts. Um, prior to that, I was in the Army for 30 years. And at that time, I was also the curator and museum specialist for the Fort Sam Houston Museum at one time. So I've only been with the Air Force for two years, but my passion for the country and my passion for serving our nation um, has never let down. And so here I find myself switching into the blue and, and doing a great job, I think, at it. Well, today we're going to talk about some really exciting times when it comes to our enlisted heritage. We talked a little bit before the podcast, but how you know, every airman, at least the enlisted airman that comes into the Air Force, rolls through those historic archways at Lackland, the gateway to the Air Force. And, you know, with the speed of Mach 21 airmen today, sometimes it's important to take a step back and, and think about the people that came before you to build our Air Force to what it is today. And so, interestingly enough, I think that's a passion that's shared by not only General Quast, our commander yes. here in AATC, Absolutely. but Chief Gudgel as well. And in fact, uh, thanks to General Quast and Chief Gudgel, I think it's put us into what I'd consider overdrive momentum towards modernizing the facilities that we have and using heritage as a uh, lucrative training asset for the command and for airmen. Airmen come through and it's always been uh, assumed that uh, they did not have the same esprit de corps as say the Marines or the Army because they tended to identify with their AFSCs more than the service for which they were connected. So there's a real need to acculturate airmen better into what it means to be an airman. And we look at airmen as innovators, as role models, as technical experts, and uh, ready to do the nation's bidding at a moment's notice, all within the core values. So we want to try and acculturate airmen uh, to what it was to be the best airmen in the Air Force from 1907 to today. And, and, it's, and it's interesting because you, Mr. Boyd talked about acculturation and different services. Um, having served in the Army and seeing how that went, seeing the Air Force, we know that we have a long and storied history. We know there's a passion for everything that we've done throughout history. And it's our job um, as historians, as museum personnel, to ensure we translate that to these young people so that they see, hey, the people that came before me were so important, so special, and did so many great things that I can aspire to be that type of airman and kind of seize on that airman for life uh, thought philosophy. That you know, I, I when I when I retire, if you see a retired marine nowadays, you you know he's decked out and head to toe with marine regalia, and we and we think airmen should feel the same way I and mean, as proud of the service that they've served in for everything that they've done. Well, in line with that, you guys are working on a very exciting project, uh, the Airman Heritage Training Complex. And this is a project that, you know, has been a long time coming. So could you kind of tell us maybe what the current state of our museums are uh, here in San Antonio and then what the plans looking ahead big picture are. Absolutely. Uh, a few people are realizing, but we have the oldest museum in the Air Force, even older than the National Museum, and it's been in the same building since the, the mid-50s. 
what we really needed was uh, kind of a new idea, a new way forward. And what we've done in using General Quast and Chief Gudgel as, as our advocates, we've combined the resources of about six different foundations with the same goal with the idea that we will locate a new training complex on Kelly Field, which is adjacent to Lackland, that will be open to the general public, that will be in the middle of an innovation center at Port San Antonio. And we, while we're acculturating airmen, we'll also have our heritage artifacts there for innovators to look at, to learn the lessons of the past when looking at trying to design technology for the future. And so with the new uh, Airman Heritage Training Complex at Kelly, we open up that west side of San Antonio. We're going to be at Port San Antonio. We're going to have easy access. Currently, to access Blackland is a bit of a struggle for those personnel right. that don't have a government ID card. So this will allow more people to visit, more people to, to see the Airman story. And of course, this goes hand in hand with recruiting. We know that as uh, we bring more people to see how um, the Air Force and how our airmen operate um, is only going to take with them a sense of pride. Today, currently on Thursdays, families are allowed to be with their airmen and they're not allowed to leave base. So a lot of times we see them at the museums. Um, they'll be at the Security Forces Annex or the Airmen Heritage Museum on Lackland as they currently sit. And what we see there is we see a lot of family members. We know that those family members are, are doing the recruiting process for us because they're seeing their airmen, they're proud of their airmen, they're proud of what they've done and what they've accomplished, and they're taking that sense of seeing the history back home with them to their friends and family and saying, hey, my son or my daughter or my airman did this. Why don't you talk to your son or daughter or brother or sister or something? So we know there's a there's a multiplier for recruiting that, that the museums can can allow this to happen. Um, and we have, we're going to uh, speak with, we've spoken with Air Force Recruiting Service and we're going to, as a matter of fact, I meet with them today. We're going to talk to them more in depth about how we can in ensure that, that recruiting is involved in this because not only is this a tool to acculturate our airmen and to get them a sense of pride in where they've come from, but this is something that's going to allow us to move to the future. And as Gary... Uh, has talked about and he'll, he'll continue to talk about every time he speaks this allows us not only to this new facility on, on Port San Antonio and, and Kelly will allow us to to not only bring uh, recruiting for airmen but recruiting for the aviation industry as a whole so we know that some people are going to come to the to the Airman Heritage Training Complex and see different displays and see different innovative ideas and they may not want a career in the military they may not want to be an airman per se in a uniform but they may want to be in the aviation industry and that helps us all I mean we know is that that airmen are, are the key the backbone to what we do here in the Air Force but we also know there's a large civilian sector which drives a lot of the things that we do in the Air Force. So, I mean, the Airman Heritage Training Complex at Kelly, as we see it, as we envision it, will bring together a bunch of not only young people that will have a vision of serving in the Air Force in a uniform, but also in the air industry. So I think it's a key to, to what we're going to do out there at Kelly. And I, I think it would, we'd be remiss not to talk about even the recent BMT curriculum changes. You know, one of yes. their pillars that they decided to really focus on was that warrior ethos and heritage and they've incorporated heritage into almost everything they do at basic training whether it's the the obstacle course their daily pt sessions um, daily reads inside their unit rooms during their time with their mtis it, it's really so important that we remember that and so great that you guys are working hard to make sure that a project of this nature is happening so you talked a little bit about that 
this is a project long time in the making. So could yeah. you kind of talk about some of the major players who are making this project happen and how it kind of came together? Well, there, there are uh, several players, several foundations. Our, our own Airman Heritage Foundation, the Security Forces Foundation, the San Antonio uh, Aviation Heritage Foundation, the uh, Air Force and uh, Fighter Aces Association with Ed Garland. Uh, these people all had a vision, and uh, which was that to build a destination museum. And it wasn't too far distant from what we wanted to do. And so rather than working at cross-purposes, trying to raise money from the same sources and, and all of us failing by combining and sharing a vision and sharing a facility, uh, we decided that we could actually arrange and, and reach some of the goals that had been sought for decades. And uh, there was already a plans afoot at uh, Port San Antonio to create an innovation a campus around Old Kelly Field. And that helps us because uh, innovators and airmen uh, are one and one, frankly. And so by being in the middle of this innovation campus, we will be able to bring together the, the best of STEM education, the best of STEM museums, which already exist on Kelly. And we can combine our efforts, combine our artifacts to help in uh, some of the future breakthroughs. And uh, we can raise money as a team rather than as competitors. And frankly, uh, we've got a memorandum of understanding to work together. Uh, we worked at the Witty just this last Friday with some of the leading museum minds in San Antonio. And we're going to work on a, a proof of concept exhibit by 2020 at the Witty, which will combine some of the ideas, some of the high-tech uh, interactive exhibits our airmen deserve, and some of the uh, high-tech interactive exhibits that uh, the aviation industry would like to bring, and the Witty will bring, and you'll get to see kind of a small version of what it is, what our, our ultimate goal is in about a year and a half. And for those who don't know, maybe give just a brief snapshot. The Witty Museum is a big deal. The Witty Museum is a big deal. They uh, downtown have uh, tens of thousands of, of uh, feet dedicated to science, industry, paleontology, natural science. And they're going to give us 6,000 feet to, to work with and to improvise uh, what it means to be a gateway airman. Now, remember, military aviation began in San Antonio, and the uh, gateway to the Air Force is 83% of the airmen come through to this day, but San Antonio has an outsized um, uh, reputation and legacy uh, in Air Force history because this is the center of all aviation in the Air Force and in the United States. So it's about time that we had a world-class facility for people to visit. Exactly. And so we, we envision that with the Witty exhibit and then moving on to the larger Airman Heritage Training Complex at Kelly, will they be, be able to tie in that history, that heritage with innovation? I mean, there's nothing like looking at a piece of history and, and realizing how that was innovative for its time, how it influenced the airmen of that time, and then to be able to move that to the future. So we want to tie that history and heritage 
with our future and innovation. And speaking with Chief Gudgel, and, and she'll remind, every time I talk to her, she'll remind everyone that's there that by the seventh grade, most young people have decided on what kind of career, which projection forward in their life they're going to, to be. And so our target audience will be, of course, primarily, first and foremost, airmen. We want to educate our airmen, acculturate our airmen, make sure they understand their heritage so that they can move forward and be a part and a growing part of that heritage. Um, but at the same time, we want to be able to bring in young people, young groups, young school groups, so that we can help influence or help them make decisions based upon what they see within the facility, within the Airman Heritage Training Complex, to make that choice, like we talked about, whether to become an airman or become something in the aviation industry. So it, it's a win-win for everyone involved with San Antonio and the city, with the partnerships that we've had with these different foundations. Everyone has the opportunity to, to put their piece in there, to, to share their knowledge, and to be able to develop and recruit young people. But not only recruit, develop young minds. And like Mr. Boyd had said earlier, the the the, the outcome of this Airman Harris Training Complex, along with all the, the facilities that will be on Port San Antonio and Kelly, um, the ultimate goal would be to have some type of school, charter school, uh, science and technology related uh, school that we can uh, use to help develop those young minds on the west side of San Antonio. And because it's on Kelly, we'll be able to fly aircraft in. Uh, because it's on Kelly, we'll be able to utilize the Science and Technology Museum that's already there. Because it's on Kelly, we'll be able to re able to, we'll be able to use the innovation centers, the cyber centers. Uh, there's a lot of exciting things happening in the port right now. They they have money set aside to have things like drone races, uh, cyber meets, and uh, they want to draw as much high tech industry as they can to San Antonio. And it makes sense, right? Uh, the weather here was perfect for aviation. It's also perfect as a destination for tourism, and it's also perfect as a destination for real business. And for, you know, whereas there's nothing wrong with the upper Midwest, it's certainly easier to fly into San Antonio in February right now and, and talk about some widget you want to manufacture. Right. And maybe take a look at the... Uh, the uh, computer gun sights on a B-29. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and, that, and we, we can combine all that. And, and like Mr. Boyd said, you know, this city, it's seventh largest city in the country, I mean, the conference center and the conventions that roll through here regularly, I mean, if we become a, a destination museum that people are coming to see, they're coming to visit, they're getting that sense of what it means to be an airman, what the heritage and history of that is, they'll be prouder Americans for sure. But like I said, it's always looking at what we are going to do. We need to be able to reach out to the public and have that public welcome us when that means recruiting. When we're talking recruiting, we're talking young people coming in. The more people that know about us, the more people that come and see us, the more people that understand the mission that we do and how important it is to this nation's defense, I think we'll, you know, take, they'll spread that word throughout the country. And the important thing that I want to be able to do for airmen is, first of all, upgrade the facilities, which I think is absolutely critical. Gateway to the Air Force, it's an embarrassment to me to have, you know, 70, 80-year-old buildings. But I wanted an airman to be ready, and I think that's what makes the best airman in history. The, the, to me, the differentiator between uh, a Joe Schmo and, and say, a, a John Chapman is the ability to act in a moment's notice and to be ready for the moment. So we wanted to have a ring of honor 
uh, that that highlights the very best airmen who ever existed, and that's open to debate, which is great. And the beauty is too, you can move people in and out of this ring just because you want to try and emphasize different things. But ultimately, we want an airman to look at, say, a Forrest Vosler and understand why it was so important to be such a technical expert that you could take apart your radio even blind and save your crew. I mean that. These kinds of, of heritage lessons are absolutely essential. And if we could bring together you know, a holographic force Vosler, that would be terrific. Our airmen deserve it. And I want us to have the money, resources, and room to stretch out to do what we should have always been doing in the heritage community. I think that's what's really so neat about this project is, is when you break everything down and take it across the span of the recruit, train, educate, and develop the force mission that AETC has, there's a there's a piece in it for everybody Absolutely. and a reason why everybody needs to be on board and behind this great project. And I agree. And and so that's why when we when we talked about it, when this kind of took off within the last year or so, um, Mr. Boyd, had, had, we had talked about the idea. We don't want to call it, it's the, you know, the Airman Heritage Museum or the Security Forces Museum Annex or what have you. The Airman Heritage Training Complex comprises both of those facilities and um, the air park and the warehouse currently. But in the future, it's going to be exactly that, a training complex where we can train our young airmen, where they can go and learn about their past of, you know, and the, her the heritage that's behind those individuals who have made us the Air Force that we are today. And that's why it's key to remember, Airman Heritage Training Complex. We don't want it to be just a museum. We don't want to call it just that. We want it to be what it is. It's a training complex where we can all learn and grow. We can take from the past to learn for the future and we can move forward with that. I mean, that's, that's what's great about history is when you can make it alive right like exactly. that's kind of the point exactly right and and today's audience demands that and incidentally complex is the right word too because we're going to still have our static display aircraft around the uh, uh, the parade field at Lackland which is one of the great vistas in all the military and we're making it greater every day thanks to Bill we're trying to get these aircraft rehabilitated but ultimately we want to have airmen talk about the aircraft they were assigned we want to have living tours of those aircraft and we want to move back and forth shuttling airmen between Kelly and, and Lackland and letting them understand that Kelly is basically the birthplace of the modern Air Force and Lackland is the birthplace of tomorrow because our airmen are always coming through always innovating and always moving on it, it's a constant cycle here and uh, I think history has kind of been pushed aside a bit because of the continuous needs of the pipeline. But frankly, the pipeline needs history, and we needed to reemphasize our role to train that pipeline as well. So it's been a learning process for all of us, and I think we're in a really a good common sight picture now. Yeah, exactly. And we see, even today, the numerous... MTIs, MTLs, uh, people will reach back to us for that help, for that history, so that we can provide them some outreach, so we can provide them with, whether it be museum support articles, mannequins, so they can dress, uh, <laughs> right. uh, uh, you know, the, them up in, in, in certain period uniforms. I mean, we re we outreach to today with with those uh, airmen on on Lackland, and it's neat to see. Um, 
that airmen actually have they have a passion for it they have a passion for their history they have a passion for who they are um, the security forces when they graduate a class every Thursday show up at the security forces museum annex and when they do push-ups when they're done with their push-up they'll 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 give a little blurb about some security forces uh, personnel from the past who did something tremendous in their Air Force career so it's 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 exciting to see young airmen invigorated by their past um, and, and so we want to be able to provide them with a state-of-the-art facility that, that, that they can relate to. Because if you go to a museum or, or, you know, and it's easy to look at artifacts behind a case and to hear the story and see the story. But if we can get them interacting with the story and becoming one with that, I think it's going to be, it's going to be neat. So, so much goodness here. Where does this project, where are we actually at? Like what, what in the in the grand scheme of things is the timeline as we move forward to try to make these things happen. You're going to see some some rapid movement. Uh, the Port San Antonio is already looking at rehabilitating a warehouse to make it into an innovation center and they promised to give us a piece of that on an interim basis until the new facility can be built. But all six of the foundations have come together and let me say thank you to Chief Gudgel on this because uh, Doug King who ran the San Antonio Aviation Heritage Foundation came to us and he had this great background working with the Museum of Flight and the Challenger Schools and the Smithsonian. And the Smithsonian. He's worked in some of the highest circles of Aviation Heritage Foundations. And she said to me that she didn't care what the obstacles were, but we couldn't lose this chance to work with a real professional like himself. And I'll give Doug a lot of credit because he has assuaged a lot of the fears and com uh, competition uh, anxiety that might have existed within our our uh, uh, independent foundations, and now we're all working to a common goal. And I think once you see a building, ra you know, raise up into the skyline, then we're gonna. I'll gladly turn the keys over to anybody. At that point, that's to me that would be the highlight of my my whole 40 plus years of. At that point, uh, Air Force uh, um, uh, history background. I mean, I I started. I've got more than thirty years now, and I think by the time this is is open, I'll be at the end of my career, and I'll be so excited. I'll come back as a volunteer. <laughs> and it's great. And and we again, we can't say enough about General Quast and Chief Gudgel's input to this. The, their drive, their their desire to make this an important part. Of, of our airmen's heritage can't be lost. It, it's just incredible that we have that backing from the command. But again, with Mr. Doug King, um, consummate professional, uh, one, a calming influence in a, a stormy, turmoilish type of area where you have different foundations with, with competing views and competing ideas on how things should be done. He's brought it all together and he's tied it in real nicely. So you can't tie us down to an exact date or time for this. Um, we do know that in 2020, we plan on having the exhibit in the Witty as I said, kind of a kickoff and a, 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 what's the word we're using? Uh, basically a proof of concept. Proof, proof of concept. Um, and then we'll go from there. We'll see what moves from there. And, and But there's a, other couple of th a couple other good things to, to highlight. I got to, to speak to the Port Authority and Port San Antonio has given us the go-ahead. We have land uh, ceded to this project. They're excited because they believe that this will be an anchor 
for this whole innovation um, community that they're building on Kelly. And uh, I, let me just say that it will be respectful of Kelly's great and long history as well, but there's a lot of room for new growth there and a need for it. San Antonio should lead the way in aviation-related technology, innovation centers, and the rest. I, I look at it as probably where an AFWorks should be because we're in the middle of the country, we're a destination area, we've got the gateway to the Air Force, we've got all these great airmen that come through and come back. You know, there's also that great retired community here. So well, there's a lot for us to draw on. The fact that we don't already have a tremendous gateway heritage complex is an embarrassment to me because I just feel like we lack vision and focus because certainly the will is there. There's not been a single person I've talked to who isn't excited about helping airmen. Everybody's excited. And let me just say, the Whitty's excited, Port of San Antonio's excited. They all want to help the Air Force. They all see how important our national defense mission is, and they want to facilitate that. And they're all so grateful to us. The fact that we haven't, to this point, kind of motivated uh, the inevitable is, uh, like I say, a lack of vision on the part of my predecessors. But General Quast and Chief Gudgel, lack of vision is not something they'll ever be accused of. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you put it quite succinctly and honestly, they are, they are visionaries, certainly. Well, it, it's certainly going to be very exciting for big A airmen, no matter civilian, active duty, officer, enlisted. I think it's going to be uh, just an exciting project, and I can't thank you guys enough for stopping by today to, to talk with us about it. Thanks again. You're welcome. So there you have it. Thanks for tuning in here on episode developing Mach 21 Airmen as we dive into the world of recruiting, training, and education. Special thanks to both Mr. Boyd and Mr. Manchester for hanging out with us today and talking about this great initiative. Don't forget, if you have a DOD identification card, you can stop by the Security Forces Annex or the Air Park at JBSA Lackland anytime. You don't have to wait for that new complex. They're always happy to have visitors, so feel free to stop on by. As a reminder, you can follow Air Education and Training Command via social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as on the web at www.aetc.af.mil. So for the entire AETC Public Affairs Office, I'm Dan Hawkins. We'll talk to you next time on Developing Mach 21 Airmen.